The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. From out of nowhere, with a click and a buzz, the security screens came on. Something tripped the motion sensors. But not just one of the cameras, all of them. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my Paranormal Story. Once again, it's been way too long since I added a new episode. Now, at the beginning of my last episode, I mentioned my struggles with depression and anxiety, and I'm overwhelmed. So many of you reached out by email and social media. Thank you so much for caring and relating to a situation and a person that you don't even know. But on this episode, I want to tell you about something positive that has happened to me recently. I got married. (laughs) Yeah, my girlfriend and I went to Vegas for a week, and, well, I'm a newlywed now. So I guess you can say I've been busy. But for those of you who have asked, no, I haven't stopped adding new episodes. I just get distracted very easily these days. So busy lately. But I swear, I'm always trying to find time and motivation to keep this podcast active with new episodes. So thank you for being patient. Before I start this episode, I've got to quickly thank a bunch of people for making donations to the podcast. Your support is the reason I'm able to keep all of my episodes online and available to download and listen to whenever you want. So your generosity is literally the reason I'm able to keep the podcast going. So big thanks go out to Deborah Brand, Daniela Staples, Greg M., and Kitty Copperick. If you'd like to make a contribution to the podcast, just head over to my website, myparanormalstory.com. I have Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App links, and every little bit helps. Also, something cool happened to me recently. As some of you know, I've mentioned a few times on here that my main source of income is as a stand-up comedian. But my comedy world and paranormal worlds don't usually cross paths very often. Although I am working on a paranormal comedy set that someday I hope I might be able to perform at para-expos around the country. But that aside, I was doing a performance on a comedy show recently, uh, a great crowd in Warwick, Rhode Island, and I had a pretty good set, got a lot of good laughs, so I decided to hang around until the end of the show and chat with people. And a woman approached me and asked me a question I've never heard at a comedy show before. She asked, Are you the same Tom Stewart who hosts My Paranormal Story? I was blown away. This lovely human being had recognized my voice from this podcast. And she remembered that I'd mentioned being a comedian, so she put two and two together. 
So, Jessica, thank you for making my worlds collide. It was a pleasure to meet you in person. Anyway, uh, thanks for letting me ramble on for a few minutes here. Now, here's my latest episode. I've been hesitating to post this episode because of the content. Lately, there have been some mass shootings here in the United States, and this episode does have a gun reference. But as I think about it, these days, it feels like there are always mass shootings in the news. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, sadly. So I've decided to post the episode. Now don't worry, no one is going to die or get shot in this story. There's no violence like that. Uh, and I won't be delving into any of the politics of gun ownership or anything like that. But there is mention of a gun a couple of times, and I just wanted to give you a heads up just in case that might make you uncomfortable. Sometimes when people go on vacation, they like to have someone stay at their home while they're gone and house sit. Usually, they're there to take care of a few things, like feeding the pets or watering the plants, but also to just keep the house active so that would-be burglars won't see the home as a target. But one thing all house-sitters almost always do is snoop. Eventually, while you're house-sitting, you're going to get bored, and you'll start casually looking through cabinets and drawers. Not for deceitful reasons, mostly out of curiosity. It's human nature, I suppose. But sometimes the things you find can be a bit startling. Some years ago, I was house-sitting for my friend Arthur. I've known Arthur for a few years at the time. We worked together briefly, but quickly became friends. He was in a local rock band that I really liked, and I eventually became sort of a manager for them. I would often help them get booked at different clubs around the New England area. And he and I would often work together out of his home office. So I was quite familiar with his small home in Massachusetts. Many times, when he'd be working at his day job, I'd be there alone working, making flyers and phone calls for the band. I had my own keys and code, and at times I felt like a roommate. To say the house was nice is an understatement, at least by my standards anyway. It was small but modern, a cottage tucked away on some land out in the woods. It was quiet and peaceful, surrounded mostly by trees and nature, with the nearest neighbors more than a block away, if not more. I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little jealous. He had so many luxuries that I didn't have in my tiny apartment, like a big screen TV, all the cable channels, a huge sectional couch, a giant refrigerator with an ice dispenser, and out on the back deck, a hot tub that just overlooked a nice yard with trees and bushes in the background. And I had full access to all of it, 
anytime I wanted. But despite Arthur's hospitality, I never really took advantage often. I was never fully comfortable making myself at home there, even though I know he wouldn't have cared. Arthur owned his own business, installing security cameras and systems inside people's homes and businesses. At the time, it was a booming business, and he was killing it. He would basically go to the properties, check them out, and then recommend certain things like infrared cameras, motion sensors, DVR recorders, etc. And then he would sell them to them and install them. And then they would pay a monthly subscription to him to have him on call anytime an alarm would go off. In most cases, the system would also alert the police or the fire department, but the systems also alerted him. And quite often, he would have to head out in the middle of the night to someone's home or business. So he definitely earned his money. So as you can imagine, his house was decked out in all the latest security technology of the time. He had at least a dozen security cameras inside and out. All of them were hooked up to monitors and DVR recorders. You couldn't go anywhere near his house without him seeing you on a screen somewhere. Now one day, Arthur asked me if I wanted to stay at his house for a week. He was going on vacation with some friends, and since I already had a key and the codes, he figured I might as well stay there and watch the place for him, and take care of his cat Mario for the week. I wasn't sure if I wanted to at first, but he talked me into it. Other than feeding the cat, I really had no other responsibilities, except to keep an eye on the place. And he left me a fridge full of food, a case of beer, and $500. Honestly, I would have done it for free. Staying at his house was like a vacation to me. Next thing I knew, I was standing on his front stairs, watching as he drove away. And it was just me and the house. And Mario, of course. first night was pretty relaxing. I watched a lot of TV, played some Super Nintendo, and ate a lot of junk food. It got late, and I couldn't keep my eyes open, so I headed upstairs to the bedroom. Arthur's bedroom was huge, with a king-size bed and a TV on the bureau. Mario was already there sleeping at the foot of the bed, and he didn't seem to mind me being there. I clicked on the TV and just laid there trying to fall asleep. Now, I don't know if I was overtired or had had too much sugar, but I just couldn't get to sleep. It had to be about 1.30 in the morning, and I decided to get up and go use the bathroom. I'd never been in Arthur's house alone at night before. I walked down the dark hallway to the bathroom did my business. Then I decided to poke around in the medicine cabinet. Now don't tell me you've never done this at someone's house before. There was nothing there out of the ordinary though. 
the usual toothpaste, floss, aftershave, all that guy stuff. A few prescription bottles with medical names that I didn't recognize. Before I could become too nosy, I heard a noise coming from the bedroom. It sounded like a click and then some buzzing. Something electronic. I headed back into the room and I noticed a large computer screen on the desk in the corner. I hadn't noticed it before, but Arthur's house is filled with gadgets and technology. The screen had six different boxes on it. They were all different camera angles from around the outside of the house. From what I could tell, one of the cameras had started recording. Something must have tripped the motion sensor outside. I stared closely at the screen. It looked to be the left side of the house. It was an infrared camera, but it all still looked dark and fuzzy to me. And I couldn't see anything moving. I figured it was probably just an animal or something. I sat back down on the bed, tired but still kind of awake. I started feeling nosy again. So I opened the drawer to the end table, and that's when I saw it. A gun. It was a handgun, just sitting in the drawer with a box of bullets next to it. Now, I didn't know anything about guns at the time. I had never even held one, much less shoot one. It made sense to me that Arthur would have a gun with all of his late-night calls to people's homes and business alarms going off. But I wondered why he didn't lock it up or something. I guess he just liked having it handy. I slid the drawer back closed and started watching TV again. But for some reason, I couldn't stop thinking about this gun. I sat up and opened the drawer and just stared at it again. I started to wonder what it would feel like to hold a gun. I contemplated picking it up. Before I knew it, I was holding the gun in my hand. I was careful to keep it pointed away from me, and I kept my finger far away from the trigger. It felt so heavy, heavier than I expected. I could feel my hand trembling a little, not sure if it was from the weight of the gun or my nerves. Probably both. I held it by the handle for a minute or two, admiring the craftsmanship and just an awe of the power in my hand. It felt comfortable, but awkward to hold at the same time. I carefully placed it back in the drawer, exactly as I found it. The next morning I woke up and I fed Mario his breakfast and made myself some toast. I did some work in the office, made some flyers, and things like that for the band. And then I headed out to run some errands, do some shopping. My girlfriend Lori was coming over, and I was cooking steaks on the grill. And then maybe some drinks in the hot tub. 
It felt so good to feel like a successful bachelor for a change. We eventually settled into bed around 1 a.m. We were watching some TV. We both dozed off, and then suddenly, with that click and buzz sound, the security camera came back on. It's just the motion cameras outside, I told her. Probably just a raccoon or something. But then it happened again, so I decided to get up and take a look. This time it was the camera facing the back tech. We were both staring at the screen, watching the video. Still, again, it was dark and fuzzy. Then suddenly, Lori jumped with a gasp. We both could see a shadow moving across the deck. From right to left, it moved quickly. Too big to be an animal, but too small to be a human, I thought. But it has to be some kind of woodland creature, right? In the morning after Lori left, I went out on the deck to clean up from dinner the night before and to look around to see what might have been on the camera. I noticed the plastic cover for the grill was on the ground, almost in the woods. It must have blown away with the wind during the night. Maybe that was the shadow we saw. I went down the stairs into the yard to retrieve it, and as I grabbed it, I noticed some tears in the fabric. It probably got ripped on some branches or something, but I couldn't help notice it looked a lot like claw marks. That night, I had the house to myself again. Just me and Mario. And I passed the time like usual. More video games and television. But this time I went to bed a little earlier. But once again, I was wakened by the security system. Frustrated, I got up to see if there was a way I could turn it off without having to shut down the whole system. And that's when I noticed it wasn't one of the outdoor cameras that was tripped this time. It was the camera in the garage. Why would something be moving in the garage? I stared into the fuzzy video footage, and then another camera popped up. This time it was the kitchen. Is someone in the house? What do I do? Should I call the police? Should I just go down there? What would Arthur do? Later that day, I called my girlfriend, Lori. Asked her if she wanted to stay over with me one more night. She had to work early the next morning, but I think she could tell that I was spooked and didn't want to be alone. So she agreed, as long as I set an alarm for her. We went to bed early, and Lori fell asleep pretty quick right next to me. Everything seemed calm and peaceful as I laid there next to her, quietly watching TV and slowly fading into sleep. 
Then from out of nowhere, all hell broke loose. The security screen clicked on with another loud buzz and the whirling sounds of the DVR system recording. This time, it wasn't just one motion camera being set off. All of them had been set off. The inside cameras, the outside cameras. I rushed over to the screen to see what was going on. And all I could see were shadows dashing around everywhere on every camera. The deck, the garage, the kitchen. I kept clicking from camera to camera trying to figure out where they all were. Then I clicked on the upstairs camera and I could see a strange dark figure standing in the hallway just steps from the bedroom door. It was like a smoky black shadow just standing there almost as if it knew I was watching. Next thing I know the figure darts off towards the bedroom. I sprinted over to the nightstand, opened the drawer, and watched my hand reach in and grab the gun. I quickly turned towards the bedroom door, and... Next thing I knew, I woke up, startled and shaking from the sound. But I looked around and realized it's morning. Lori was still sleeping on her side of the bed and Mario was by her feet and the security cameras were idle and quiet. I looked through the curtain and the sun was already up. Had it all just been a dream? I sat back down on the bed and took a big breath and suddenly the alarm clock on the nightstand went off. I quickly reached over to shut it off, and there, sitting on the nightstand, was Arthur's gun. I quickly opened the drawer and put it back in, just as Lori was waking up. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incomptech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can visit my website at MyParanormalStory.com and click on the donate button. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. I also wrote a book called The 10 Best Tools for Ghost Hunting. If you ever wanted to learn more about the gadgets used in paranormal investigation, you can check it out on Audible, Kindle, or Amazon.com. Feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Tom Stewart or My Paranormal Story. And please, check out my YouTube channel, My Paranormal Story Podcast, and subscribe. If you have a podcast and would like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.